Welcome and thank you for accepting this invitation for our Bible study and reflection for Wednesday, March the 3rd, 2021. Last week, this Bible study passed a milestone of sorts. My podcast reached the 50th episode. I humbly thank God, along with so many others, for equipping me to share his word with you. I thank you for taking your time to listen to God's word and share it with others. As we share God's word, it helps us to live into our church's vision statement of learning, loving, living God's word. It's been exactly a year since our membership at St. Paul's Lutheran Church was formally introduced to Bible Project. Bible Project is a nonprofit organization and animation studio that produces 100% free Bible videos, podcasts, blogs, classes, and educational Bible resources to help make the biblical story accessible to everyone, everywhere. If you have not yet, you owe it to yourself to navigate around their website. You simply type in your browser, BibleProject.com. Please give it a shot. Today I want to talk about how God speaks to us through his creation and how time spent in nature can form lasting friendships and relationships. Let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, we thank you for your creation and the beauty you have put on display for us to love and enjoy. Lord, please remind us of the importance of spending time in your creation that we often refer to as nature. Open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to love your creation. Dear God, we ask you to continue to heal those affected by COVID-19 and pour out your peace and loving kindness on their family and friends. We lift up this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. When we think about the way God speaks through nature, one key passage comes to mind, and it's found in the Psalms, Psalm 119 verses 1 through 4. And here is that reading. The heavens are telling the glory of God, and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. The first verse tells us the content of the words, the glory of God. The remaining verses describe the nature of the speech. It goes and spreads to the end of the earth, speaking without words or audible voice. What do the speechless words of nature say to you? Let's take a look at Romans chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. This is the second key passage related to this topic. Now, the word them in this passage refer to 
those who by their wicked, wickedness suppress the truth. It's found in verse 18, if you'd like to refer back to that. Here's a reading from Romans chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. Ever since the creation of the world, his eternal power and divine nature, invisible though they are, have been understood and seen through the things he has made. So they are without excuse. For they, for though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their senseless minds were darkened. So the heavens from Psalm 19 verse 1 and all things God has made from Romans 1 verse 20 speak of God's eternal power and divine nature. The Romans passage makes clear that these attributes of God are invisible, yet they become visible in things God has made. What is the appropriate response to what is revealed through this creation? Honoring God as God and giving thanks to God, as in Romans 1.21. I know you've heard people speak of their outdoor happy places. We are really blessed here in South Carolina to be close to the coast as well as the mountains, and both are wonderful places to visit and soak in God's creation. While I truly enjoy spending time at the beach and visiting the mountains, I have a special love for the Santee Swamp, specifically the upper part of Lake Marion. This part of the swamp that I have a particular affection for is bounded on the north by the Watery River, on the west by the Santee River, and on the east by dry land. If you travel further to the south, Lake Marion drains into and becomes Lake Moultrie. My dad introduced me to the Santee Swamp when I was a preteen, and I have enjoyed and appreciated it ever since I first visited. Honestly, when I first started going to Santee, I was aware of the water, the fish, the trees, the birds, and waterfowl, but really did not dwell on the fact that this was part of God's creation that was revealing his attributes and his glory to me. Over the past 50 years, I've made many overnight camping trips to the Santee Swamp with family and friends. This past weekend, I had the pleasure of spending two nights in the swamp with our son Hunter, my brother John, and six other guys. We trailered John boats to Sparkleberry Landing, where we put in and traveled through a series of creeks that eventually led to an old oxbow lake off of the Santee River, where we set up camp. Now in this swampy area, the dry land is populated with a mix of mighty oak trees and very old pine trees that escaped the logger saws when the lakes were formed. In the permanent wetlands, there are a mix of tupelo gum and stately cypress trees. Most all of the trees are adorned with Spanish moss, which gives the entire area a wonderful low country feel and look. 
For many years, I had my own John boat, and I did my own navigating, but a few years back, I sold my boat, and I now have the pleasure of being chauffeured around by our son, Hunter. This allows me the luxury of being able to contemplate the beauty of God's wonderful creation more than I ever consciously had done in the past. To actually be able to see and contemplate God's plan for his creatures is truly something to behold. The relationship between the water and the creatures that live in it, as well as the life-supporting relationship for the trees in and near the water, is certainly a true reflection of God's love for his creation. We were all blessed by the birds and small animals we saw living in the trees, as well as the waterfowl that rely on the grasses and food that grows in the wild. In the evenings, we were warmed by a huge campfire fueled by trees that had been blown down or otherwise died of natural causes. We witnessed a beautiful full moon as it rose above the Oxbow Lake. At night, we were serenaded by tree frogs and other small forest creatures. And in the morning, we awoke to birds singing, woodpeckers pecking, and ducks flying about. I don't have any regrets, but sometimes I wonder why it took me so long to reflect on the beauty of this land, not just in and of itself, but how it relates to God's creation and his love for his creatures. As we do quite often when our crowd is spending time in our beloved swamp, we remember friends that are no longer with us, and that was the case on this past trip as well. Those of us that knew him spoke fondly of our departed friend, Tommy Walker, that we spent much time with in the Santee Swamp. There are very few people that love spending time in the Santee Swamp more than Tommy did. There are several Bible verses that remind me of Tommy as it relates to nature, and they're both word for word the same but come from two different books in the Bible. The first comes from 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34, and the second comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 107, verse 1. I'm going to read both of them, even though they're, same, they're the same words. Here's a reading from Chronicles. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And the reading from Psalms. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. His love endures forever. This coming November, nine years ago, Tommy Walker entered into the protective care of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Tommy and I met in high school soon after his family moved to Columbia from Manning, South Carolina. It did not take long to realize we had similar interests and hobbies. We shared the love of outdoor sports, Western movies, fellowship with friends, and an occasional sip of brown liquor. Tommy had a unique quality of being easy to like. Tommy loved to share with his friends and never hesitated to share his favorite duck spot, exact location of a brim bed as Uncle Raymond had shown him near Persenti Island, his knowledge of the woods, and his love, horror, and respect of what we knew as the swamp. What, did I, what I did not realize at the time, we were romping around 
during our AC Flora High School and Clemson College days was that Tommy was really sharing with me and others was actually the love of God. It never was just his time, even though that was in and of itself a valuable commodity. I hope my grandchildren never get tired of me telling them that God's love never ends because it is a true statement. Because God loved us first, we are to love him and our neighbors. Tommy truly never hoarded the love of God that was given to him. He shared it freely with his friends, family, business associates, and even strangers. As strong as his love for his friends was, Tommy's love for his family was unequaled. He never missed a chance to brag on his wife Anne, his girls, their husbands and boyfriends, and his grandchildren. Tommy's love for his parents was on display by the way he cared for and honored them. Even though we're not able to sit around that warm fire on a cool fall or winter evening and listen to Tommy's stories and jokes, the memories and the bountiful love Tommy shared with us will never be erased from our hearts. I know God encourages us to share his love with others, but I can only imagine God had to work overtime keeping Tommy's love for others replenished. And I'm reminded also of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 8, in these three words, love never fails. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sharing the gift of your creation and my friend Tommy Walker with all of us. Let us be comforted in knowing that the love Tommy shared with all of us can never be erased. Let us all be reminded of Tommy's example of how to enjoy your creation and share your love. Lord, please comfort, bless, and afford peace to all that still mourn the loss of Tommy Walker. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now go in peace, serve the Lord by sharing his love.